Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi there, I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. Today, we're going to do a little time traveling. We're gonna make a recipe that my mother found of a Pillsbury Bake Off recipe winner. They would often get published in the newspaper, and actually at one point I went out and bought a whole book of Pillsbury Bake Off winners, which is still in my possession and very cool. Two of the recipes that uh, my mother discovered became regular family, I won't call them staples exactly, but when we were looking for dessert, these are the two that we went to. The one we're gonna make today is called Surfer Squares. The other one was called Tunnel of Fudge. Surfer Squares are still the same as they were made in probably the early 70s as this competition winner. The only thing I'm gonna do differently today is that we used to have to melt some baking chips on the stove in a pot. Today, we're gonna do it in a microwave instead. These are very rich, very chewy, chocolate, kind of brownie-like things. You will probably decide that one of the ingredients doesn't belong and is disgusting, but you know what? It really works in this recipe, so just trust me on it. And speaking of, here are the ingredients for what you'll need today. And again, you can always find these on the website, which is thecookalongpodcast.com. I always have the ingredients listed there in addition to a link to this podcast so that you can see everything you need to get assembled ahead of time. And also comments and or photographs of the recipe will show up in that location. So thecookalongpodcast.com. Here's the ingredient list a 12 ounce package of butterscotch chips. That's the one that I thought you might find is kind of odd because this is a chocolate, very chocolate recipe. A half a cup of butter, a half a cup of brown sugar, two eggs, two teaspoons of vanilla, one and a half cups of regular all-purpose flour, two teaspoons of baking powder, an eighth of a teaspoon of salt, a package of semi-sweet chocolate chips. Both of those packages, by the way, should be around 12 ounces. Two cups of miniature marshmallows and a cup of chopped walnuts. So there are two do-aheads here. The first is to preheat your oven to 350 degrees. The second is to get out a 13 by nine inch baking pan and grease it. And I'm gonna tell you not 
to use cooking spray. It won't work. You need to honest to goodness grease it. I recommend instead of shortening, if you have some un unsalted butter in the house, smear that around inside the baking pan. I'm going to ask you to go away for a bit and assemble all those things together so that we can just pour these together and put it all together really quickly. Once your oven is preheated, come back to me when you have that list of ingredients assembled. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. As usual, I'm not as prepared as I might be, and I don't have any unsalted butter in my house. So I am right now just using regular salted butter. You know, not that much goes on this pan. Mine is really hard. It's been in the refrigerator, so it's really hard. So I'm just actually rubbing the end of the stick around the pan on the sides, and then I'll do the bottom as well. It probably would have been easier if the butter was soft, but it will also have been messier. And I just wanted to drop this in here because if you were worried about not having unsalted butter to grease your pan with, my usual rule is go with what you got and this will be fine. And it's still gonna be a lot better than the cooking spray. Just be sure you get all the corners and you don't leave any bare spots because this is a very sticky recipe, primarily thanks to the marshmallows. And you know what? After I'd been cooking this for several years, I started putting marshmallows in my brownies as well because I like that it makes them chewier, gives them these little chewy spots because the marshmallows don't stay whole. They melt. And in melting, they make these sort of chewy little uh, pockets, pockets of chewiness. That's it. And I really like that in my brownies. So even when I'm just not wanting to go to all the fuss of the surfer squares, and it's not that much fuss, so don't panic. I still use the marshmallows in my brownies. I just add it to whatever is there in the recipe. 
Okay, my pan is now buttered. Okay, so into a microwave safe bowl. Put your butterscotch chips, your measured out butterscotch chips. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but I sure did. Nestle, at least, doesn't make 12 ounce bags of chips anymore. Now I used a store brand one for my chocolate ones and those are still 12 ounces, but the Nestle bag here is 11.2 or 11.4, something like that. Probably so they could keep the price the same and make themselves look good. So into the microwave safe bowl, butterscotch chips, a half a cup of butter and a half a cup of brown sugar. And at this point, I'm gonna pause and just tell you the things you're gonna need because we're gonna do this, we gotta move some things back and forth unless you have a particular tool. If you have an electric hand mixer, you can create your whole recipe here in this bowl if that helps you decide how big of a bowl. I don't have an electric hand mixer, I have a stand mixer. If you're in the same boat I am, there's gonna be a point where we have to move what's being microwaved into the stand mixer bowl. And you're gonna to wanna to have that ready so that we can do it fairly quickly so things don't get cold and solid again. So that's just a heads up. Now, before we go and start microwaving things, if you haven't already piled everything else on your counter where you can get to it easily, this would be a good time to do it. As you measure out your flour, stir up the flour first. Be sure you get it all stirred because gravity's been compacting it for however long it's been since you last used it. Stir it up. And then use a spoon to scoop that cup and a half into a measuring cup. Level it off with the handle of the spoon and then put it into a bowl where you're gonna be able to use it in a few minutes. If you haven't cooked with me before, and this is new information to you, you can find a blog I wrote on the subject on my website, thecooklongpodcast.com. And I think it's called Measuring Flour the right way. And I know it's gonna seem like a nuisance and that you probably may shrug your shoulders and go, oh, I'm just gonna scoop it, it'll be fine. If you do that, you'll get too much flour. And that means that your product will be dense and dry and won't have the texture that it's supposed to. So that's just for your consideration. Now I know it's been a seemingly really long time since I told you we're gonna microwave something, but now we really are. So the bowl with your butterscotch chips, your brown sugar, and your butter. Put in your microwave and put your microwave at 50% power and cook it for two minutes. This will help it melt, obviously, and then you're gonna stir it and do it again uh, a little differently. We're just trying to get it to sort of melt into a goop when I was a kid, I always thought that the name of these was unfortunate. I guess I felt it was bizarre and it didn't refer to anything specific to the recipe and it didn't refer to anything specific to me or my life. So why on earth do they call it surfer squares? And I still to this day can't answer that question. I still think it's an odd name, but I got past the name because the cookies are so good. I don't know, I guess they're more brownies. They're bar cookies, obviously. Maybe you figured this out, that because we greased a 13 by nine inch pan, it's bar cookies, which probably are my favorite, my favorite cookies. This is kind of odd. I'm just standing here realizing that I 
really haven't made these in a long time. My kids aren't even familiar with this recipe. I grew up with it, but my kids really didn't. And I have one son who doesn't, he thinks he doesn't like chocolate. I guess he's starting to feel a little bit differently about some chocolate, but I didn't bake a lot of this kind of thing when they were children. I don't know why. Every once in a while I would do a very quick pan of brownies because you can do that in half an hour start to finish. Pretty much get the idea and pull them out of the oven 30 minutes later. Which when you got young kids that seems like a good idea. Whether it's for the kids or for you. Because sometimes it's not for the kids. <laughs> Alright, so step one here. The butter is melted, the chips have not. So stir it up a little bit. It's not really going to stir together much. And then, and then get it off your spoon somehow. I don't know how to do that. I'm using my finger. And then put it back in the microwave. This time we're going to put it at 100% power, 30 seconds at a time. And what we're looking for, we're going to stir it after every 30 seconds until the chips are all melted and the mixture is smooth. High, 30 seconds. I, of course, just licked my finger after I cleaned the spoon off, so now I have to wash my hands. Sorry about the noise. I can't wean myself of that habit. It's because it's always the quickest and easiest tool at hand and often makes the most sense just because uh, what I'm cooking with sounds good to eat. <laughs> so it's a bad habit. And I don't expect I'll break it anytime soon. All right, that was the first second, uh, excuse me, first 30 second interval. And mine aren't a lot melted, more melted than they were. Yours probably aren't either. I'm stirring them up to see if that makes a difference. It does make a difference, but it certainly is a long way from smooth. So putting them back in, 30 seconds on high. I didn't clean the spoon off at all this time. It's got stuff on the back. I figure that the mixture's hot enough it'll melt off next time. And like I said, I don't have a hand mixer, so I've got my mixing bowl ready for the next step after this. Oh my goodness. Okay, here's number two, and it's certainly, it's bubbling now. It's bubbling now, so I'm guessing that these chips will melt as I stir it. I don't think I really want to boil it. It also really doesn't want to come together very well. See, this is the part we used to do on the stove. My mother used to make it well and me too, on the stove. Yeah, they're really not melted yet. Okay. Rats. That's interesting because the butter is definitely melted and the chips are like little bits. I'm going to put it in. I'm going to do 15 seconds this time. Because I'm afraid to do too much. I don't, really don't want it boiling. I'm afraid it'll get hard or somehow something other than I want it to be. Okay. Okay. 
Let's see how that is. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it's still not very smooth. So maybe they were right. Maybe it really was 30 seconds that was needed. You know, it just doesn't want to stir together. All right, I'm going to do one more 15 second one. working without the best of ingredients here because somebody didn't put the lid on the container of the marshmallows quite tightly enough which means when I pulled them out they were all st stuck together in a clump and because I know this recipe I know I don't want them like that so I sat and picked them apart all right this isn't amalgamating as well as I want it to but I think I'm gonna call it good because we're gonna beat it with a mixer anyway so to this mixture and at this point if you're using a stand mixer the way i am this is the point where you want to transfer this melty stuff into your um, mixing bowl it does make me wish i had a hand mixer it just always seemed like an appliance that would be a luxury item because i like my stand mixer okay to the mixture, we're going to add your eggs and your vanilla, and then we're going to mix it up. If you're worried about getting shell in your mixture, break your egg into a bowl first, a little bowl, and then you can pick the shell out before you get too much further along. Where's my vanilla? There it is. Okay, mixing that up. Hopefully your stuff won't... Uh, cook that egg that'd be bad you don't really want that egg cooked wish my mixer didn't squeak that too a lot of wishes it seems like today I don't know why it does that when I first turn it on but it consistently does and you know I even replaced it at one point because it was too squeaky and the new one does it as well so it's just something you and I have to live with because you have to hear it every time I do it. So I'm beating it up until it's pretty smooth here. Not bad, not bad. And then we're gonna stir in the flour, the baking powder, and the salt. And that can just be really slow. You know, it doesn't need to have a lot of, you don't have to turn your mixer up very fast. I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out how to say. We're just gonna mix this up on low swipe off the stuff that's stuck to the top of the beater blade again until it's mixed it doesn't have to be completely mixed because yeah that's good okay now we throw in the rest of the stuff we're going to add the chocolate chips the marshmallows and the walnuts and mix it up so, marshmallows, chocolate chips, walnuts. And I think again, just stir it slowly. It doesn't need to be a lot. Oh, what a mess, yeah. What you're hoping for here 
is that your stuff you melted is now cool enough that it won't completely melt the chocolate chips. It's, it's good if it melts them a little bit, but it's nice to have some chip left behind. Right, that's it. Now, that gets spooned into the pan that you buttered a while ago and spread it around evenly. So as I'm scooping it into the pan, I can see that there are still some chips in there and marshmallows and all of that, but they are partly dissolved. All of this is good. We want this, this is a good thing. Oh, I haven't had these in a long time. I'm kind of excited about it. Doesn't really want to come out of the mixing bowl very badly. I'm gonna say that. And I'm not a person who leaves stuff behind just because it's attached to the bowl. Do you ever see that on those cooking videos? They're making it for you and they, you know, they dump out a bowl, but they never scrape it. So a good percentage of what was in the bowl just gets cavalierly left behind. I don't understand that. That's so odd to me. Spread it around, push it around. It's a little stiff. It's a little, uh, what's the word? I want to say chewy. I mean, you know, I don't mean that you should eat it to test it. It just moves like something chewy. Get it all in there pretty level. And then put it in your 350 degree oven and bake it for a while. Don't put it on the bottom, set it in the middle. And you want to kind of watch it. We're going to set the timer for 25 minutes. And we'll check it at 25 minutes. What we're looking for is for the bars to be, the batter should be kind of set. In other words, it doesn't wobble when you jiggle the pan and the edges of the batter are starting to pull away from the edges of the pan. Go away and let the thing bake and come back and we'll finish this up. Twenty-five minutes have passed and I'm peeking in my oven now and these are not done. How do I know? Because they're still stuck to the sides. They haven't started pulling away yet. So I'm closing the oven and I'm going to give them eight more minutes. That's a random choice. Do whatever your intuition tells you to do and we'll check again in a few minutes. Right, so there's the next eight minutes and I'm looking again and I think it's still not done. I think it's closer, but it's still not pulling away from the edges of the pan. Now that could mean, that could mean I just didn't grease the pan enough, but I'm hoping that's not the case. So I am going to give it, they don't look done to me. So I'm just going to give it another, let's see, I did 25 and then I did eight. That's 33. Hmm. I'm going to give it four more minutes. I think surely that'll be enough. When yours is pulling away from the edges of the pan, regardless of when that happens, it's just going to start to sort of curl in a little bit at the top. That's what that means. Pull it out of the oven and set it aside on a rack if you have one to let it cool. You probably don't want to cut them before they're cool. If you cut them hot, they'll be goopy and 
melty. And if you like that, it's okay. Just don't do it so hot you're going to burn your tongue, obviously. They're meant to be chewy. So if you let them cool a little bit longer, then you get to the consistency they were intended to be. And really, that's all I have to tell you about this recipe. I think you'll like it. It's uh, going to be a little bit different than your normal kind of brownie kind of thing. If you're looking for something to precede this as a meal, or because you're feeling guilty, you feel like you ought to have some vegetables, please do check out thecookalongpodcast.com for some other ideas. There are a lot of fun things, as well as a number of other cookie recipes on there, because cookies are kind of my favorite thing to cook. And leave me a comment if you feel like it. Check out the blogs. There's a lot of really interesting information that, that would be applicable to this. Not just the flour one, but there's also a really interesting one about vanilla and imitation vanilla. You might want to look that up all on the website, thecookalongpodcast.com. And until next time, happy cooking! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Ko-fi ko-fi.com slash the cook along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.